Welcome to the official podcast of Apostolic Lighthouse. We'd like to thank you for listening today. We pray this message blesses you and encourages you to see that God is working in your life. Enjoy the message. So anyway, let's get started tonight. Here's the deal, you guys. So as you know, we're doing a question and answer. I had to find the glasses. Can't see without them. Um, So we're doing question and answer tonight. So um, with that being said, if you guys, uh, we did get some questions and so I'll be going over those. If you guys uh, would like to ask some questions, then go ahead and feel free to um, send them over through Instagram. And then if I have time, I'll get to them. Um, Otherwise, I'm going to go ahead and get started with the ones that I have. So now that my little friend's gone, I have my coffee. So hopefully all you guys got your good cup of coffee and you're going to join me in my living room tonight and we're going to be able to just sit down and just talk tonight. Okay, so the first question that came through was, what percentage should I take out of a check to add to savings? I would like to start building up my savings. So with that being said, uh, I would tell you, first of all, um, it would depend on your budget. Uh, So I couldn't give you what I would say is a flat amount. I would just tell you it really depends on your personal budget because everybody's is different. So what I would recommend for you to do is, yes, it's very important to save something from every paycheck. But what I would recommend that you do is actually do a budget. So real quickly, briefly, I will just go through that with you. Um, Basically, what you want to do is write down all of your expenses monthly, so your mortgage, your rent, utilities, gas for your car. Um, The other thing that you need to take into consideration is the things that maybe aren't um, a monthly bill. Maybe there's something that you pay every three months, like car insurance, or every six months car insurance, or life insurance, or your car registration. That's once a year, but that's something that you need to budget for throughout the year so when it comes due you actually have the money there to pay for it and you're not like struggling going oh no I have a $300 car registration to pay and I don't have the money to pay it so again prepared is the key always being prepared so anyway once you do that and you put down what your take-home pay is and then list that and then of course you want to make sure that you always put God first because you want his blessing on your finances always always Um, so you want to do your tithe and offering first right off the top and then from there all of your other expenses and then whatever money you have left and again that does include setting a grocery budget for yourself so does that mean I go to the store and I just grab whatever I want off the shelves no that means I set a budget for groceries each week and I stick to that budget so That might mean that I say I'm going to spend $100 a week on groceries, okay? So when you go to the grocery store, you're only spending $100, so make it last. And does that mean we can afford to get chips this week? Well, maybe not. Or cookies? Maybe not. Um, Chicken's on sale, though, or whatever. So I'm going to get those things that are on sale, but again, at the end of the day, I'm only going to spend my $100, Then, when that's done, then you can see what you have left over to save. 
So to give you a specific amount to save, I can't do that. Um, again, you really need to see what your budget allows for. Um, but is it important to save something from every paycheck? Yes, absolutely. You need to do it. I know that one of the things my dad used to always tell me um, with my finances was he said, you need to give God back his 10%. And he always said, and you should save 10%. So I think that is something good to kind of live by. Give God what's his first and then pay yourself 10% and then go ahead and, and work out your budget. But again, it's different for each person. So whatever works for you, that's what I would tell you because everybody's uh, financial situation is a little bit different. But hopefully that helps you um, because then you can decide, okay, here's my budget, work it out. And then you'll see what you can, um, you know, save each pay period. And here's the thing, too. Some people get paid once a month. Some people get paid once a week. Some people get paid every two weeks. Um, so it really just depends. Everybody's different. So, but anyway, hopefully that answers or helps uh, you with that question. Okay. So uh, next question is, how can you achieve personal growth when there is no one to hold you accountable? I think that is a wonderful question. And I was excited when I saw it because you know what? If you really have the want to, no matter what it is, you don't need to be accountable to anybody but yourself. And again, yes, it's nice having, you know, an exercise buddy or we're dieting together or we're saving together or we're on this little journey together. Of course, everybody loves companionship. But at the end of the day, it's up to me. I'm either going to succeed or I'm not. And it's totally a thousand percent my decision. So the bottom line is, do you have the want to? That's what it gets down to. How bad do you want it? Because if I want something bad enough, there is nobody going to stop me from getting what I want because I want it that bad. And again, are some things that, you know, goals or whatever that we have, um, are some of them tough? Yeah, they are. But guess what? God said that he would give us the strength. So if I have the want to and then I have God helping me, I'm going to succeed. There's no failure in God. And again, it's a made up mind. So I'm going to do this. I'm going to accomplish it. And I'll tell you, there's been many times that I've set out and I've set goals for myself and I found myself struggling and it was like, oh, this is kind of harder than I anticipated or whatever. But again, I just said, God, help me have the want to. And that's how I pray for myself. God, help me have the want to give me the desire to do this. Give me the willpower to do this. And you know what? When God sees your heart and you know what? I think she must really want this. He'll give you that strength that you need. So yes, it's better. You know, I mean, it's it's nice having a little buddy. You know, we're going to do this together and I'll hold you accountable. You hold me accountable. But you know what? At the end of the day, it's really all up to us individually. If we want it bad enough, we'll do it. And if we won't, if we don't, then we just won't. So that's the answer to that question. Okay, time for a drink of coffee real quick. Mmm, hazelnut cream, myrrh, it's delicious. Okay, another good creamer to try is the um, Cinnabon 
creamer by international oh my word so so good okay next one what is the secret to a happy marriage i would have to tell you the secret to a happy marriage is a christ-centered marriage bottom line and i've always said somebody who has already sold out to god and loves god with their whole heart will love you like christ loved the church and gave himself for it so i think um finding a mate that sold out to god is key and most important and um i would tell anybody uh when looking for a mate this wasn't a question but here's some advice um when looking for a mate honey i would not be looking anywhere but somewhere where i find somebody who loves god more than anything in this world and God is number one in their life and not just a temporary thing or, you know, I'm just coming to church because I'm, you know, interested in you or attracted to you or whatever. No, 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 no. It's somebody whose heart, they have a heart for God. I want them to love God first because if they love God first, then they're going to love me better. And then together we're going to have a wonderful marriage because again, God is the center of our marriage. So I know a lot of people say communication's key. Well, communication's very important to a marriage, but at the end of the day, if you don't have God in your life, you, I'm sorry, but you just really don't have anything. So you really need God. You know why? Because there's hard times that come and you need God to get through those times. So that's why God has to be the center of marriage. Um, Okay, next question. Um, what should I do with my stimulus payment? Okay, well, again, this is one of those questions that um, really depends on where you are in your financial journey and what situation you find yourself in today. Um, so with that being said, um, always put God first, uh, again, because you want your finances blessed. But next to that, I would say this. If you find that you're still employed and your hours have not been cut, your pay hasn't been cut or whatever, um, so you're still working, I would say continue your um, debt snowball journey. Uh, keep doing, keep on your budget plan, keep doing the baby steps that we've talked about. Um, but if you do, because remember what it is, it's to help you during this time because uh, a lot of people have lost their jobs and a lot of people have had hours cut and so on. So if you've lost your job, this is to help secure your home. That means you're paying your rent, you have money for groceries, your utilities, all that good stuff. So again, that's what this was all for, was to help people during this time. Now, I will tell you that um, just, uh, I believe it was today, it was either today or yesterday. Uh, somebody was telling me that at Walmart, all these people that got these stimulus checks were buying big screen TVs. Like it was as though everybody in America got this bonus and they were all out shopping, blowing the money on big screen TVs and frivolous things. Well, Okay, I don't know if that's so wise right now, considering that you may still be working, but will you be working tomorrow? I don't know. Only God knows. But I think that 
at a time like this, it's very, very important to spend your money very wisely right now. And if anything, you know, once we get past this, which I believe we will, but once we get past it, then if all is well and you kept your job and all that happy stuff, then, you know, God bless America, go buy whatever you want. But I just think that it's important to not spend that money foolishly um, again, because, you know, you don't know what the future holds. So I would say uh, be careful how you spend it. Um, but again, if you can uh, use it to add to your debt snowball journey, do it. Go ahead and pay, you know, some credit card off or something that you have pending if you're still working. So I would just say think twice about how you spend it and spend it wisely. All right, next question. What's the best piece of advice that you've ever been given? Okay, that's a really hard question to answer because I can't tell you one certain thing. I've been given a ton of good advice throughout my life. Um, but some of the things that I can tell you, so I'm not going to just give you one. I'm going to share several with you. Um, one is my dad had always told me um, that whatever you put your hand to, make sure you give it your best. And that's one thing that he instilled in me was no matter what it was that I was doing, commit to it and do it with all your heart and do it to the best of your ability. And that's one of the things that I've tried to um, instill in Renee and Jessica, and I feel that they have too taken this on, is that whatever we do, we need to give it our best. And I would rather not sign up for something I would never, I'd rather not even start something if I'm not going to commit myself to it and give it my very best. Because again, at the end of the day, whatever has my name on it, so to speak, I want to make sure that I gave my best because then it's like I can walk away and go, I know I gave my very best and there's a satisfaction that comes in that. So um, anything that you put your hand to, do it with all your heart and be committed to it. Um, another good piece of advice that I've been given, uh, in the, in the past was, um, don't make a, a, a quick judgment call on something, um, you know, because there's always two sides to every story and I've been guilty of making a rash decision and then I had to eat humble pie because I made a decision based on only half of the truth. Um, and then I had to ask for forgiveness and I'd rather not do that. So I'd rather try to do things right the first time. So um, one of my bosses actually is the one um, that told me that. And, you know, because I'm just, you know, I, I don't wait on anything. I'm like, um, I don't procrastinate. If there's something to do, I'm going to do it right now. I'm going to take care of it right now. Well, in doing so, I'd hear one side of a story and boy, I was jumping to action. I was going to take care of the situation only to find out there was more to the story than what I initially, the information that I had originally gotten. So thank you, Jesus. I've learned and that's what we're supposed to do is learn every day. Um, but I've learned that we need to uh, not make rash decisions. Uh, don't make emotional decisions. Uh, just take some time and find out all the facts. And then once you have all the facts, then you can make a judgment call on something. 
Um, the other best piece of advice that I've ever been given was put God first in all things. And I'm so grateful that I learned that and that my parents taught me that. Um, to always put God first. Everything, everything about God is first in my life. And I'm thankful that they instilled that in me uh, to always put God first because in doing so, he puts you first. And you always have the blessings of God in your life, on your life, his favor when you put him first. And I'm just so thankful that they taught us the importance of going to church every time the doors were open, open serving other people, uh, living, living for God, um, dedicating your life to God, making your life about God. Um, and so I'm grateful for that as well. Okay, uh, how soon should you talk about finances with someone you are dating? Uh, to that, I would say as soon as you feel like your relationship is getting serious. On your first date, are you going to want to know like, you know, how much money do you have in the bank? How many debts do you have? Do you own a home? Do you not? What kind of car do you drive? All those things. No, that's not a first date question and you don't want to do that. And besides that, it's not really that important at that point because who knows? Might be a first and a last date and you don't really care at that point. But I would say as soon as you know that maybe the relationship has taken more of a serious, you know, turn, um, then finances along with a lot of other things are really important to discuss. Um, but I do think that you should definitely um, discuss it because it is important to your marriage. Okay, next one. Should I save my money right now or still try to pay off my credit cards? Okay, um, I'm guessing that what this person was asking was during this time that we find ourselves in. Um, should <laughs> Sorry, you guys. Anyway, should I save money right now or should I try to pay off a credit card? Okay, I think this question kind of goes back to the stimulus check question maybe. Um, if you, <laughs> I'm so sorry, once I get tickled, I can't quit laughing. Anyway, um, if you are still working, then <laughs> continue paying off your debt, okay? If you're still working, continue to pay off your debt because that'll just free up more money for you every month. Um, so anyway, definitely. But if you're not working um, or your hours have been cut or whatever, then you could put a hold on that. But one thing I do want to mention right here is I know that a lot of um, credit card companies, banks, uh, mortgage companies, are offering a grace period right now due to this whole coronavirus situation. Um, and they're saying like, you know, you don't have to pay your payments for two months or three months or whatever. We'll give you that grace. They won't report it as bad uh, credit on your report. Um, and then they'll just, you know, you pay us later kind of a thing, but they'll still continue to charge you interest. I would tell you guys, if you can continue to make your payments, make your payments. Don't use this as an opportunity um, to go, oh good, I can skate on my payments right now. Don't do that. Uh, um, again, that's there if you need it, if you lost your job and you can't make the payment. 
But if you're still working and you're capable, whether, you know, maybe your hours got cut, but you're still able to make that payment or, or whatever, then do it. Don't, don't use what they're offering um, to you unless you absolutely have to. And then again, if you absolutely have to, by all means, that's what it's there for. But uh, for some people who aren't real disciplined, uh, they might see this as, yay, okay, I can go shopping because I don't have to pay my payment for three months. Don't do that because you're just going to fall right back to where you were before. And that was you were spending money you didn't have. Well, don't do that. Just continue to make your payments as long as you can. Okay, uh, next question. Advice for newly engaged couple. Um Advice for a newly engaged couple. I would say uh, definitely uh, pray together, uh, study the word of God together, make sure that you are having those hard conversations. Um, you know, I've seen too many times where people get married and like I've said, they don't even know anything about each other. Like seriously, like they don't even know what their spouses or yeah, their spouses drink of choices. It's like, do they like regular Pepsi or diet Coke? I don't know. What's their favorite color? Oh, I don't know. I never, I never really asked that question. It's like, are you kidding me? Like just things like that. You don't even know. So again, it's important to get to know during this time of engagement. It's a, a great opportunity to get to know each other better. And how are you going to do that? By talking to each other and asking the hard questions. Um, one of the biggest uh, things that cause divorce in America is finances. Um, so you have to be on the same page when it comes to finances. You need to know that we're going to have a joint account, not separate accounts, because right away there's your division. Um, no, we're in this together. So we're going to have a joint account. We're going to pay the bills together. It's not your money, uh, my money. It's our money. And we're going to, again, we're going, we become one flesh. We're going to do this thing together. So uh, talk about finances. How are we going to uh, handle our finances? Uh, you know, we are going to put God first again in our tithe and offering and let him bless us. And then we're going to talk about religion, like we are both in this together and we want to raise our children in this together. We want our kids to have a relationship with God. Um, how many kids do you want? That's really important to discuss as well. Um, you know, it's not wait till after you're married and find out somebody wanted 12 kids and you didn't want any. Well, that's not very good. So those are things uh, you want to discuss the care of the in-laws or the outlaws, whatever or however you see them. So that's really important because the parents do become part of the equation. And hopefully you're blessed to be able to have, you know, good in-laws um, for both parties, because, again, that is very important um, for the whole family unit and to have that support from your family. So I think that that's um, important as well. So again, just have those conversations and again, talk, talk these things out now so that it's not like after you're married, these things come up and you're like, well, where did that come from? I didn't, I didn't expect that. Or, well, you never told me that. So, you know, before you get married is the time to talk about all these things and be on the same page. And again, will you agree on everything? No, but 
can you agree and do you agree on the important things um, that affect your whole life? You know, now whether you like broccoli and he doesn't, who cares? Is that going to, you know, change anything? No, you're going to make two different vegetables. I remember when Randy and I first got married, he didn't like any vegetables. The only vegetables he liked was corn and green beans. That was it. And he didn't want onions. He didn't want broccoli, spinach, anything. And it's so funny that I used to, of course, you know, I was cooking. He didn't know what I was doing, but he didn't think he you know, liked onions. So what I would do is I cut them up really, really fine. And, and of course, when you put onions and stuff and cook them, they cook down and, and he was none the wiser. And, oh, this is so good. So good. So there was for several years, I didn't even tell him that I was cooking with onions and whatever. And he was just enjoying it. And then one day I go, you know what? It's long enough. It's okay. I don't need to chop these up so fine anymore. So I started making them big and then he'd flick them out and I'd go, you've been eating them all this time and you didn't even know it. So, and now he loves all kinds of vegetables. So I'm actually surprised. But anyway, things like that, that doesn't matter. But the important things that do make a, a huge impact on your marriage is very, very important to discuss. So Anyway, so that's um, all the questions that I have, and I just want to tell all of you, thank you so much for joining me tonight, and I hope that you guys are all doing well, and I'm just so looking forward to the time that we can go back to the church and, um, you know, meet up together again and worship God together, and I just hope that all of us are learning whatever it is that God is trying to speak and show to us individually during this time. Um, so there's a reason for all of this that I believe completely. And the important thing is, is when we get out of this and when we pass through that we're different, that we've learned and that we've changed so that we don't have to revisit this again. But God is so good, and I'm so thankful for everything that he does. And we have been having beautiful, beautiful weather here in Southern California. And I'm just so thankful because, like, on my way to work driving, I see the mountains with the snow all over them, and then the sky's blue and the sun shining. And I'm just like, God, you're everywhere. You're taking care of everything. There's no need for us to worry You've got this whole thing in the palm of your hand. And I'm still trusting him for everything. I'm thankful for his keeping power. I'm thankful for his protection. I'm thankful that he keeps us safe and that he keeps us well. So I just want all of you to know that we're praying for you. And we miss you guys terribly. And hope you're all doing good. And we look forward to seeing you all very soon. And I will be chatting with you all next week. Same time, same place. So you guys have a wonderful week. God bless you. And I love you. And we'll talk to you soon. What an incredible message. Thank you again for joining us on the podcast. And may God bless you.